In this episode, I'm gonna talk to you about whether or not you need to add more services in your detailing business to make more money. And I'll talk to you about some mistakes that I made when adding new services to our business. And if you are looking to start and grow your business, click the link down below and download the ultimate guide to start your detailing business. There's over 20, 25, there's over 10,000 words of pure content in that guide. Click the link down in the show notes or in the description box. Let's go ahead and get started with this episode. The most basic answer I could give you as whether you should add more services or not is over the course of your business, over the first six months you're in business, or the first 16 months, or the first four years, or the, or the you know, 10 years that you will be in business, what you do, what you offer, how you offer it, what you price it is going to change over time. So just naturally, you will add or remove or alter services during however duration of time. So, you know, in the first year, the first six months when you first get started, do you need to have more and more services? No. If you can start off with a basic service, whatever that means to you, if that's just a headlight restoration, is that just engine cleaning? Is it those two services? Is it just washing a car? Is it washing a car and the engine cleaning and the headlight restoration? Whatever that is to you, you can start off with that. And as you get more experience, as you get more confidence in your skills, as you buy more tools and products, you can expand that service, you can expand your services to include it more and more. So like, you know, do you have to offer any form of paint polishing when you first start your detailing business? No, because that's something that you can add over time once you get a bit more experience working on your personal vehicle, on your family member's vehicle, on your friend's vehicle. And then on the after the fourth vehicle, you're like, okay, I think I'm ready to start offering this as a service. But you don't have to automatically, by default, offer a certain amount of services just because you're starting a detailing business and you see other detailers offering those same kind of services. Like if you can only start with a basic wash and engine cleaning, we'll start with that. And over six months, over 18 months, over four years, your business will evolve because you gain more more knowledge, more experience, more skills, more confidence, and you have the revenue to go and buy more tools and product and to expand your services. So it's not like you have to, have to, have to say like, oh, I'm a detailer and a detailer has to offer these services. No, especially when you're just getting started, like you don't need to overcomplicate anything. So as far as like, what's the right number of services to offer, whatever gets you started, right? That's the most basic, fundamental, like whatever gets you started, whatever gets the, the momentum going, start with that. So me personally, like, you know, when I first started, I didn't, I think I offered like paint polishing, but like, I, I don't think I, I, I booked a paint correction job for like a while. So even though technically I did offer it, it's not like I had customers lined up for that service. So, don't overcomplicate it to say like, oh, I need to go and keep on purchasing tools and products or keep on, you know, researching these things. Like once it comes up, like once you get a customer that says, hey, do you do, you know, headlight restorations? Then it's like, oh, okay, well, let me look into that real quick. And it's like, oh, okay, so, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. It's for any, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. But like if, if a customer starts asking you about it, then like, oh, okay, yeah, let me go look into that. Versus like if, if you try to, and don't get me wrong, like, planning helps, right? Like being prepared helps, but there, there is a fine line be between being prepared and overanalyzing, right? And you're trying to prep for every service and every scenario that could potentially arise from a potential customer in some made up scenario 
versus actually taking action and going to get customers and making money off the limited services that you can actually provide, right? Um, so like a, a quick example is the reason why Lex and I started offering smoke odor removal services is because we kept on getting asked, hey, do you do smoke odor removal? And we didn't, we didn't really know like if there was a specific process and we didn't have ozone or anything like that. So uh, ozone generator. So we didn't offer smoke odor removals because we didn't have the proper knowledge and tools to get the job done right. Now, could we have taken those jobs on? Of course, but just to the level that we wanted to do it at, we said no because we weren't up to that standard. So when they would ask like, hey, do you have anyone that you can recommend? And we're like, oh, well, not that we actually know. So we didn't take that customer on because we didn't know how to do it. We didn't even know any detailer that properly offered smoke odor removal. I didn't mean just like, oh, they do an interior cleaning and then they like put a little odor bomb in there. Like that's not like, we could do that, right? Um, so like, no, we don't really have anyone that does like a proper full on like actual smoke odor removal. And then after getting asked so many times, Lex and I were like, hmm, maybe we should like just offer this as an actual service. So we did our research and like, okay, like what is a smoke, what, what's a proper smoke odor removal process, right? Because if you think about like homes, right? Like houses that get burned or some smoke of some sort, there's a proper procedure to remedy smoke odor, right? Um, so we took a, a, a ICRC class, I think it's called, um, and Lex got trained. It, 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 the, the training was for smoke odor remedies in houses that got burned down and we just applied it to detailing and we bought the proper tools. We talked to some, some, some companies were like, Hey, like we're for, for, this is for detailers. Like, what do you have for that? Um, and you know, we, we finally started offering that service. So that all came about because we listened to our customers, right? Like, you know, when I first started or, or, you know, five years ago, I didn't really get smoke order removal requests. And it wasn't until like two and a half years ago that we started seeing some of those coming in and we're like, Hmm, well, that's, that's kind of interesting. And then finally, after so many times, we're like, ah, let you know, let's 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 actually you know move in that direction and, and let's see how to, how to actually offer that service. So with that one, because we kept on getting asked by customers and because we kept on turning them away and because we we you know like that is what led us to offer that service. Um, it's not like we we had it planned anywhere or like we we had that on, in the books. Like we had we had the idea of of adding tent services far before smoke order was even a thing to us. And then, but we took action on the smoke order because like it's already a full interior cleaning. You know, it's only a few extra steps to offer smoke order. So we went that route and it's been a very profitable service. Like, I mean, you know, again, like the the, the ticket prices on there, once we kind of understood how to offer it and, and what we were doing, the, the average ticket price on that starts off at $500 and it's gone all the way up to $1,400. So it's been a, like a really, really great service to add in our business. Um, but again, that, strictly came a one-to-one correlation between customers were asking us for those services. And then we were like, okay, yeah, it, this one makes sense because we're getting asked about it all the time, which I'll go into my next point is I'll talk to you about the mistakes that we made with adding three new services. So obviously I've been a detailer for, for 12 years now doing, you know, interior cleaning, paint correction, ceramic coatings, engine cleaning, right? Standard detail services. Um, and the two services that we added over the last year were final wrap services and then PPF services. And the mistake that I made, um, which again, everything is always, you know, 2020 hindsight, but the, the, the very interesting thing is that of the three film services, right? Tent, PPF, vinyl, we, we, we went into vinyl the most and we started really going, we started, we, we dove deep into vinyl wrap services, right? So we were practicing every day. We sent, uh, Angel to go get trained. Um, and we were really pushing on vinyl wrap services. Now, if I if we go back to the last five years, I don't think 
I can't remember anyone ever asking me for vinyl wrap services. So the smoke odor removal, people were constantly asking for us. And then Lex and I were like, okay, this makes sense, right? Like we're always getting asked for it. No one ever asked for us to do vinyl wrap services, but we went down the vinyl wrap service route, right? And don't get me wrong, we, we, we've booked in full wrap jobs now. Like we do, you know, standalone vinyl wrap services. We do Chrome deletes. Like that's all great and going and it's gonna continue to grow. And especially, you know, going into the spring rush, we'll throw, we're gonna, we're gonna um, um, spend some, some uh, spend the money on, on Google ads to get more leads. Like that's gonna grow. But when you look at the, how that progressed, like no one asked us for vinyl wrap services. They, we've been getting asked for tent. No one ever asked us for vinyl wrap services. Um, now with PPF, we, we did get a few inquiries over the years about PPF, but again, nowhere near as much as tent services. Yet the next service that we started uh, implementing or started working on was PPF. And now we're actually going into tent. We sent Angel out to uh, a three-day window tent training class. Uh, he's coming back. Well, it, it was here in Houston. So um, he, he wasn't here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. He'll be back today or tomorrow and, and we'll start practicing cars. And the interesting thing is that, like, well, not interesting, but if, if I could flip it all over again, I would, we would have probably started off with tent first because we already have customers constantly requesting those services. Like we constantly get uh, uh, people whether they're, they booked in with us for a detail or maybe they wanted someone to do a detail and tent or maybe they were just looking for tent. We get asked for that all the time. So it would have made a lot more sense to start off with tent because we get asked for tent services all the time. Like I can look into my phone right now, into our emails and over the last week, because again, I always start marketing the services before we even can offer the service, right? So like I started working on, on the, 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 the page. I started optimizing it. I started linking it all across our, 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 um, our, our website. I added the service to our form. So now customers can select, like, Oh, I also want 10 services. Even though we can't offer 10 right now, even though we have, we have angels barely going to come by for, come back from, uh, from training. I'm already saying, Hey, we're offering this right in March. Like we're going to start offering the service. So in the last week or so, uh, one second here. Uh, in the last week or so, one, two, three, four, five, I think there's like, there's been five, six, I think like six or six, cause we even had a walk-in come in specifically just asking for 10. So I think in the last week, there's been seven inquiries, whether it's phone, whether it's email, whether it's a walk-in of people asking us for tent services, right? So if we would have had the same mindset now, and, and I would have been, you know, just smarter and, and, and just saw that better if we would have started offering that a year ago, I mean, we, we would have probably been a lot further with tent right now than we are with vinyl wrap. Not that vinyl, there's nothing wrong with vinyl wrap. Just again, using the same process that we did with smoke orders, like people have been asking for tent and we went vinyl wrap, you know? Um, again, everything is 2020 hindsight, so I'm not regretting anything at all. It's just like, oh, if that would have, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, do offer the services based on, on, on what your customers are, are, are asking and requesting, not just what you like. But then again, like the way it worked out, like Angel really liked vinyl wrapping, that made a lot of sense. So, it, so I, I wouldn't change or I don't regret or nothing. It just, you know, having that hindsight, like, oh, okay, it would probably made more sense and like, you know, all these, other, all these other things, but you know, I'm not regretting anything. It's just, if you could play it out in a better scenario and, 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 and you know, in more incremental steps, we should have probably done tint first then PPF, then vinyl, um, but we did vinyl, PPF, and tent. So that's just something. And also the, at least specifically with the training that we went to, it was the cheapest training. Tent 
is the cheapest material to purchase because the the training was twelve hundred dollars for three days. The PPF training, well, the PPF training was free with Optical because we we were a, a founding member, and then the Von Rap class for two days was uh seventeen hundred or seventeen fifty. So it was the cheapest, and then you know we you know for a roll of film for for vinyl, depending on what the customer wants and how much we need, you know six hundred to fourteen hundred or, or or more again depending on the size and material, uh, and brand and such. Um, but with tint, just shortly what I was looking at here for like a roll of a hundred feet of like twenty percent black, it's like two like two hundred and eighty dollars. So it's also a lot more cost uh, cost effective. Um, again, there, there's like there's so many options. There's, there's your um, standard, classic, you know, ceramic pro, ceramic ultra. Like there's so many options. Um, but yeah, like I, I'd say, like tint would have been a better method, uh, a better option to start off with, just because like you can already see it now. You can already see the effect of like, oh wow, another person filled out the tint form. Oh wow, there's another person asking for tint. Oh look, this person wants paint correction and tint. Oh look, we had you know like you can already see the immediate effect of tint, and it's very it, it, it's just cool to see because it's a it's a, it's a, it's a black and white contrast between offering a service that people have already been asking you for tent versus we offered a service vinyl that no one asked us about. Right. So like we had, we had to spend more money, more time, more energy trying to get wrap customers into our business versus tent because tent, we were already getting that. Like people were already looking for someone to do that, whether it was a standalone service or like, Hey, you, you detail cars, by the way, do you also do tent? So you can just see the, 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 the black and white difference between like offering a service that already has momentum that already has flows coming in and out versus vinyl that there was no flow there was no nothing and then like we're forcing our way you know in to go get customers and, and bringing them in um again both are working out right we're, we're, we're still getting vinyl rap leads um moving into into spring rush we're gonna book some more like we're gonna you know do some more marketing but it, like you can already see like oh there's a difference between tint and vinyl um so next one here is uh oh this is the next point um so just so so look at so look into your business and just see what people are requesting, right? And and it's not like it has to be uh, a, a crazy service, right? It's not like, oh well, you know, as a detailer, people are gonna be asking me if I do, you know, uh wheels off detailing, right? Like I'm sure they will. But it's like if people are asking you to do an engine cleaning, we'll offer engine cleaning. Or if people are asking you to do headlight restorations, we'll do headlight restorations, you know? Um, like if, 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 there, if, there, if there's a common theme, like offer that service. It doesn't have to be like, oh, well, now they're asking for for PDR and, and should I offer that? It's like, well, you know, like if, if, if you don't even offer a ceramic coating, so like, you know, learn how to polish paint and, and, and apply a ceramic coating and offer that as a service, right? So don't don't just think like you have to go all the way left field to offer a new service. A new service for you could be, you know, um, coating leather seats, coating fabric material, um, could be, you know, installing glass coatings, right? Like those are all different services that you can also add that if people are requesting, or if that's something that, that you want to offer, like you can also do that. Uh, and I had another one here that made, it made a lot of sense to what I just said, but I'm, I'm off, off the cuff. I'm, I'm not remembering what I was going to say. The mistakes, I have four points here. What well, cause I'm requesting anyways, I'll move on. So, um, another, another thing is also more services, doesn't mean more money just because you're offering more services, right? So, um, so like, it, 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 okay, like if your business is struggling, meaning, and, and by struggling, I mean, you don't have customers coming into your business on a daily basis, right? Like you don't have phone calls coming in every single day. Simply adding more services is not going to fix that problem, right? So like if you get four calls a week, 
four calls a week and you book one of those customers, right? Just because you add more services will not increase the amount of calls that you get. And it's not gonna increase the amount of customers you book, right? Like you don't have like a service problem. You have like a, a, a customer problem. So just because you add more services doesn't mean you're gonna make more money if you don't have any customers to start with, right? Now again, for us, because we get a, a consistent amount of leads into our business, because customers are because they're asking us for different services from detailing to tent and such, and now that we add vinyl PPF, you can be a bit more flexible and and kind of broaden what you do because you have more people talking to you about what you do. Not that you should, right? Just because you have more leads doesn't mean you should just go and offer every service under the sun. Like that's also not a thing. But if you get a consistent flow of customers, right? And every day you're getting five phone calls, eight phone calls, you're getting four uh, emails, five emails. Like for us, like uh, during the slow season right now, you know, we get any, when, anywhere between like five to 10 phone calls a day during the slow season per day, maybe two to four emails per day, right? During the slow season. Once it hits the spring rush and the weather kind of flattens out and it's like nicer weather, spring, summer, uh, fall, well, spring, summer, um, the phone calls go to like 10 to 20 calls a day or the emails go to like eight to 15 emails a day, right? Like spring rush, like when it peak spring rush, like it gets like super busy. So when you have the, that amount of leads, like you're gonna have people asking for different services or you have the opportunity to be able to cross sell and, and really like just offer more services to your customers. So if you think like, oh, well, I don't have any customers. Let me go learn tent. Oh, I don't have any customers. Let me go offer vinyl wrap. Oh, I don't have any customers. Let me go offer PPF. That's not the issue. You can offer as many services as you want, but if you don't have people calling you, if you don't have people like finding your business online, if you don't have people knowing about, about your business, you're always gonna struggle because like it's not like, oh, you don't offer enough services. Like you don't have enough leads coming into your business on a daily basis, which you know the solution to that is marketing, but I'm not gonna get into that because this is not about what you should market and such. Um, so like right now, if you're thinking about like the services that you wanna add, make sure it aligns with what you're currently doing, right? Um, like again, one that wouldn't make sense is you're a detailer, you're offering your detailing services, and then you're gonna offer window cleaning for houses, right? It's like, oh, well, I already cleaned these windows here on cars. You know, it's not much different than cleaning a house. Let me offer that service. It's like, is there somewhat of, of a similarity there? Sure, but does it align with your detailing business? Like, no, because that's not like a window cleaning business, right? Um, or another thing that I see a lot, which it could work if done properly, but I would be very hesitant on it is offering seat cleaning, like, um, like in home couch, rug, carpets, uh, cleaning, right? Because you have the extractor and maybe they're asking, Hey, can you do these couches or Hey, can you do this rug now? You know, it, cause we, we, we've done it as well. And it can work. The problem is that if you don't have, like if they ask you to 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 extract a rug, right? Um, and I'm gonna keep it very general because like there's so many scenarios. But if, if a customer asks you to extract a rug and your extractor is like a Bizzle Pro Heat or Aqua Pro Vac or even a, a, a HP, uh, 10, HP 1040 or whatever it's called, 1060, um, even the HP 60 Spider, it's like, it's not big enough or strong enough to do like rugs or to do like actual like home carpeting. It's not big enough for that. 
Um, and like, and like, you know, cause you have people, you have carpet cleaners that have like a truck mount. That's like a $40,000 setup made to be more efficient, to be able to clean a full carpet or a full room or, or whatever the case may be. So it's like, you could go down that route, but it's like, is that more of a distraction or is that really an opportunity? And uh, unless you have a bigger extractor, like, and you want to keep on doing more and more houses or, or couches, like, man, like you're going into a separate business. And not only not only that, but then like it, it's like your 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 mental bandwidth gets stretched even wider or thinner because now like you have to think about okay, well, how do I price a room? Is it by square footage? And like okay, they want like do they remove the the tables and such, or like do I just work around that? Or you know, am I so like so like there's there's opportunity there, but then like you have to think about basically two businesses because now you're doing like in home carpet cleaning and then just your regular detailing and then. You know, like it just, you can easily keep on going that down that road of like, oh, well, customers are also requesting me to do like, you know, grout cleaning and like I'm already there and grout cleaning isn't that difficult. So like, let me see how much that is and what I need for that. And then you're like, okay, you have some services for, for in-home carpet cleaning. You're more of a carpet cleaning right there. Then you do your details and then it's like, you know, like it, it just focus on the thing that works for you. What do you enjoy? What do you like? What do you like? focus on that. Like, could you have a spinoff of a business and, and go do carpet cleaning or I don't know, whatever it is like, yeah, but like, does that make sense? Like, you, you, you know, don't get into the, what is it called? The, the silver, silver, the silver item syndrome, whatever it's called, where like, you just keep on seeing new ideas and new opportunities. So like you, oh, let me go start a carpet cleaning business. Oh, people are asking to clean, to, to fix their, I don't know, eight, their piping. Oh, let me start a plumbing business, right? Like focus on like a big part about growing your business and running your business and like, you know, really capitalizing it and growing it to what you can is just being disciplined to say no to things that you think are opportunities, right? Like, again, it, you could start a carpet cleaning business. You could buy a bigger extractor. You could go and offer a uh, 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 rug cleaning and couch cleaning and upholstery cleaning. But it's like, is that your main focus? Is that the thing that you want to do, right? Like running a detailing business and then thinking about this whole other like service menu that's meant for carpet cleaners. Like you're dividing yourself in two. And if it's just you, booking on the calls, talking to the customers, like it's going to get you a little bit confused, right? Because now you're out, you know, Hey, this is, you know, Oscar was zebra detailing. Hey, Hey man, like, uh, do you guys are the ones that do the, the, the carpet cleaning, the rug cleaning? Oh yeah, we do. Hey man. Yeah. So I have this house with four rooms. Like how much would it, you know, would you charge the, and it's like, okay, well I have a detail at 9 AM. It's supposed to be done by 11. So like, how do you know? So it's just like, although the opportunity is somewhat there, it's more of a distraction because it's not aligned with your primary thing of what you do. So you really have to make sure it aligns to your business goals and what you do because you, you don't want to have a business that like offers so many services and then you're just kind of, you know, you're all over the place. You know, you, you have some equipment for this and some equipment for that and some chemicals for this and some tools for that where you can ignore all those distractions and just say, okay, we are a detailer. We offer detailing businesses. This, these are the services that we offer. Um, so don't, don't get into like the, Oh, let's offer more and more and more because it's not always going to be the opportunity things going to be, it's, it's going to be more, it's going to cost you more to go after all that than it is that then, then the revenue is going to bring in. If you try to go after all those opportunities, because again, like, although they are opportunities because they can make you money, it's more of a distraction because it distracts you from your main focus of being a detailer. So with all that being said, you know, listen to your customers what do they want and offer those services? You don't have to start with everything at once, right? Like you can slowly work your way up and add more services or remove services or alter services as needed, right? I have other podcast episodes talking about how we adjusted our pricing and our services based on, on what we were doing in our business. 
Um, so, so things are always changing, right? You offer a new service and then you're like, mm, you know what? I just, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Like it, it wasn't as fun. It wasn't as profitable. It was a bit more time consuming than expected. Let's cut that one. Or, Hey, like we kind of like that. Let's actually, let's try doing that a little more. Or Hey, let's, let's actually fully add that service. Right. So things are going to change. You're, you're not going to make the, the, the right decision every single time. Right. It's like you, you do your analysis, you, you see how it can work out. You go and implement that. And then you do that for a while. Is that a few details? Is that a few jobs? Is that a few weeks? Is that a few months? And then from there you audit it and you say, okay, so, okay, based on all this, well, it was good, but then this led to that problem and that took us away from this. And then, you know, yeah, we could do that, but then, you know what, maybe we shouldn't, or, or maybe we should change this or, you know, so like you will audit yourself and things will change over time because that's just the way business works. So I'll end it right there. Hopefully it helped you out. I'll talk to you guys on the next one.